0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Twinsler's Podcast. I am Courtney Legal, previously Winsler. And I'm Katie Winsler. We've got a lot of great stuff on today's episode. We have sports. We're calling it officially the year of the or yeah, the year, year of the backup quarterback. quarterback yeah. In pop culture we talk about Travis Scott's Astro World. We talk about Britney Spears versus Lynn Spears and the conservatorship. Kim and Pete, we know you want to know about that. Mm -hmm. Schwartz and Sandy's, the new bar from Vanderpump Rules. We've got our hot takes. Hot takes. We got our food we cooked this week. Slang of the youths, as always. And this is a very special episode because we do have our very first interview. It's with Kyle Legall. He works at the world-famous San Diego Zoo, and we are so happy he joined us. Hey, Kate, how's your week been? Uh, It's been pretty good. Running a little slow this morning. I was overserved at the Guy Fox party last night <laughs> by myself, by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for those that don't know, um, Guy Fox is uh, Grant, my boyfriend's company, and they do cologne and candles. It's like a men's brand, really, really good stuff. But at the party, you said that we were talking earlier. You were able to test some candles. Yeah, we got to vote for. I think there was five samples out. And we got to, they were numbered one through five. And then you got to write down on a piece of paper and put it in a bucket for which one was going to be the next one. So I voted for number five. Kyle voted for number four. And after we voted, I made sure it was clean. After we voted, we looked underneath to see the smells. And the one I picked was tobacco vanilla. Not a surprise. I love vanilla. Yeah. And, and Kyle's tobacco. was into the <laughs> <laughs> And Kyle's was into the woods. So they have some good scents. If you've never heard of Guy Fox? check him out. They've got a website, they're on Instagram, they even sell on Amazon, so G-U-Y space F-O-X. Yes. What else happened this week? Um, Let's see here, I have my first pickleball game. Okay. And so we're doing co-ed pickleball through Vavi, which is like social sports league for adults. And just wanted to get out and try something that we haven't done in a while. I mean, I haven't played pickleball since high school, we used to get into it. Remember you want, that? You want to tell them about the last time you played pickleball? <laughs> Not really. Well, so we used to like be very enthusiastic on p- the pickleball days. You were there, you know. You, me, and Shelby Savage had PE together. We did. It was dangerous conversation. time. <laughs> but yeah, we. I got over enthusiastic with my swing at one time on the court and. Ended up hitting myself square in the middle of the head. And it was, like, off to the side because you got that... Yeah, I got a goose egg. Yeah. It it, it wasn't like unicorn. No, it was, like, off to the side. And it started growing. (laughs) And you're like, is there something there? And by the end of the PE class, you had a full goose egg. It was huge. And then you were embarrassed. And I had a bandana (laughs) in my bag. Mm -hmm. So I let you wear that and you wore it kind of like a headband uh-huh. didn't you get in trouble because, yeah 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 the, the big kim told me i couldn't wear it yeah and i was like look ma'am i'm not gonna walk around school like this the whole rest of the day And she's like no that's it that's like a gang thing you can't wear bandanas and i called mom and i tried to get her to to let me go home because yeah. i didn't want to walk around like that and i didn't i didn't get to go home <laughs> <laughs> so you got a little redemption this time you feeling better about this league feeling better but it's co-ed and then these, so we're sitting there, the game started like an hour late, but as we're sitting there, we're like sussing out the competition and looking at everybody like, oh yeah, we can beat those two. Oh, we can be like, you know, just kind of eyeing everybody up. And there are these two guys behind us and one literally has his hand in his pocket and they're just like volleying super casually. And I was like, Grant, we're going to play those guys. I guarantee it. And we did. And you did. Yeah. They should have forfeited because they didn't have a lady. That is part of the rules. But, you know, whatever. The league actually let us know that they messed so much stuff up that first week that it didn't count. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, so. Double redemption for the pickleball story. Mm -hmm. Well, for me this week, we did the same thing. On (laughs) Thursday, we went to Disneyland. Yes. Which is, as always, an epic time. And we were actually, if you're planning on going to Disneyland, what you gotta do is you have to download the app, and if you're going with a group, you have to get one person to link everybody's tickets within the app. And then there's this new ride called Rise of the Resistance at Star Wars, and it's so popular, but it only takes reservations. So they open reservations at 7 a.m., and they open reservations at 12 a.m. And I don't know how long they're open. It's probably just until they fill up, but it's it's a hard thing to get into. But luckily, when I was driving... Kyle was able to hit reserve at 7 a.m. and our group got to go in. So, Mm -hmm. you want to give the people a rundown of our new favorite ride? Yeah, it's so cool. So it's like part ride, part like actual interactive. I don't know how I would explain. There's like actual characters that are in there, and so you get on the ride, and then you're riding like a tram, and well, I guess it's a spaceship, but it feels like you're on a tram and you're supposed to be up in the air and stuff and then it gets taken over by some not so nice people and like an actual by the way we don't really watch Star Wars that much <laughs> I've seen every Star Wars movie okay, I just don't know I'm what just... those people's names are some not so nice people <laughs> the bad guys, the bad guys yeah. show up and they're like come with us and then you <laughs> get pulled into this room where there are actually hundreds of stormtroopers mm-hmm. it's, it's big so cool crazy spaceship room it's amazing mm-hmm. and then you get shuffled into another area for questioning and they then they like make you go into these different pods with smaller groups of like 12 people mm-hmm. and then they have Kylo Ren shows up and he's talking to you and he's like I know you know where Something is. I forgot what I had the information on, but <laughs> <laughs> he said, I know you know, and then he gets pulled away, and you're still in this pod, and there's a lightsaber that all of a sudden comes through the door, and this woman... Like an actual person pops in. I I don't I know I don't have to tell the whole entire ride, but it's cool. Okay, I'm almost done. No, I'm laughing at the characters. This guy, and then the girl comes. She doesn't have a name. Okay, she's okay, part okay, of okay. the. She's part of the resistance. I know. Keep going. And so she, the the part of the door breaks down, and she says, "Come with me. I'm busting you out." And then you get on an actual ride, and you're in these. There's probably twelve of you in a cart, but it's not on a track it's moving around and you're just going essentially through like a spaceship and Kylo pops up and there's, it's just cool effects. Like they have a lightsaber. You can feel the heat from it and you can feel wind. Like when a door opens and stuff, it's, I would, the whole entire time was just saying, holy cow. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So if you're going, make sure you make those reservations. Another ride that we did for the first time that I was excited about was Toy Story Mania. I've never done that one. Oh, yeah. But it's like a like a carnival games that you shoot things at, and it's all virtual. And so, if you've never gone and done Toy Story Mania, that's my recommendation. Yeah, we've always done Astro Blasters. Yeah, this which is so is, much better. Which is kind of like the laser guns that yeah. you shoot things at. But this was, yeah, this was, you're competing with the person in the cart next to you, mm-hmm. and there's, I don't know, six different games that you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun. super fun. I also enjoyed the bar at star wars yeah. and we tried to get the reservations months before and it said that they were completely full and when we went on one ride that it was like virtual reality and courtney was going to get sick on it so she was waiting for us while she was in the park <laughs> she was able to it was so easy i yeah. just I was like oh the bar's open and you just put your name in and you it was reserve so a spot through, yeah so that's another thing that takes reservations but we highly recommend it mm-hmm. if you go to disneyland well, we say we jump into some topics. Let's do it. You actually took care of sports this week, Katie. So what's what's your category? This year, yeah. and I haven't been following football as closely as I have in the last couple years, but I feel like this year is the year of the backup quarterback. I would agree. Last week, we had six backup quarterbacks playing. Yeah, we have our notes here that... The Jets, the Seahawks, you had the Cowboys, the Texans, Washington, and then who did Jameis Winston play for? Saints. The Saints. So, (laughs) backup quarterbacks out the Ying Gang last week. Mm -hmm. And I think the exciting thing about last week's performance is that I believe four of those, no, three of those quarterbacks, all, it was their first actual nfl start equal parts terrifying and amazing you would think that seeing this list maybe all these quarterbacks were out because of something like covid or something but they're not they're all injuries you remember did you see russell wilson's finger i looked away it was so weird it was like it was just bending and he just kept trying to bend it like Hold it and like bend it back, like just shake it off. Yeah, but it just was just doing its own thing, and it was pretty gnarly. But yeah, I'm pretty hurt by that one. I'm, for those that don't know, I'm a Seahawks fan, so it's been really. Geno Smith is trying out there, but he's no rusty, so it's been pretty rough. It is interesting to see all those people in, and obviously today is Sunday, and we're gonna get backup for Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers is out this week because he tested positive for COVID, mm-hmm. and so he's not vaccinated. No, he um, said he was immunized. Yeah, which this ties into pop culture because he's engaged to Shailene, Shailene Woodley, Woodley, and mm-hmm. she's very like holistic, no, no Western medicine type. Let's do natural remedies. Uh-huh. So this was no surprise to me when I found out that he was taking alternative medicine. Yes, yeah. if that's his ideal and that's his fiance's ideal, then it's not that surprising that he wouldn't get a vaccination. A little surprising that he did try to skirt it in a press conference. Yeah. Because like I think what he meant by immunize was I have immunity towards COVID because I've taken... Different steps, uh-huh. but he definitely didn't have the But Wait, he has immunity because he's taking different steps? Yeah, like he's, he believes his alternative medicines oh. set him up to not get it, but right. then he did get it. Yeah. And now he's following Joe Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> he's following... What is, what is it that he's taken, and do you know why it's so Ivermectin? controversial? Yeah. You know, I don't want to get too into the weeds with it, because I know it's pretty political. Yeah. Ivermectin, I think if you just get it over the counter, it's like a... A horse dewormer oh is that it's but, a horse dewormer yeah but they do they can use it in humans it's it's a different process and mm. the way they handle it like so I think that the deal was ivermectin was was suggested at some point because it was used it has been used in people in a very specific instance but when you're looking at ingredients and somebody's just trying to get ivermectin then it's most accessible as a horse dewormer. So I think that's where it kind of went off the rails because people that desperately need it, that's where you get it. Uh And that's why people are saying people are taking horse dewormer. Gotcha. So I know there's politics behind it and everything. I don't want to get into the weeds with that, but Uh that's just what he said was he's taking Ivermectin. I don't see Aaron Rodgers going to the feed store and getting horse (laughs) dewormer. I'm pretty sure he's got doctors. They love to see that. (laughs) The human version. So, um... But yeah, it's just interesting to see all those all of the uh, backup quarterbacks in action. I like it because you get a little taste of what your team looks like without the big dog. Yeah, running it. It's, it's yeah, it's wild how dependent teams are actually on their quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, you can see what a big difference the Bucks look like with <laughs> Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah. Why do you think we're seeing all these QB injuries? I don't I don't really have a theory. I think it's bad luck really. I mean, you've got an ACL, you've got hamstring pulls, you've got all kinds of stuff and it doesn't seem like it's things that you could have prevented. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying they haven't like updated any kind of rules. Oh, not that lately. I know. Do you know anything? No. I just I know that I know that there were rules put in place, I believe, last year or the year before that protected the quarterback more. So, I'm just kind of interested to see I don't that. have a lot of faith in those rules, I'll say. <laughs> they weren't very effective, mm-hmm. but... Oh. Yeah. So, the backup quarterback league is what we're what we're dealing with? My fantasy team is hurting. Oh, I'm kicking butt. Well, I kicked oh, your butt. Yeah, well, you know, it's... It's not surprising. Okay, let's not say that. Mm. Um... But yeah, I mean, I I'm like right on top of my roster every week. We look over it, plan like, okay, well, this person's going to be out. I need to pick somebody else up. And I've, I got I think 63 points last week. Yeah. You have to try to You have to try points. to do that. Bad. You have to sit somebody. And I didn't. I, I had a full roster. That's yeah, bad. Ugh. Speaking of bad, you want to move into pop culture? Yeah, we might as well. <laughs> top of the list right here we have britney spears versus lynn spears yeah before we get into that actually um i just wanted to talk about the travis scott concert because that's kind of top of mind that i don't know yesterday. if we we're going to because it's sad that's the thing is i think with this podcast let's we're gonna set a precedent precedents press pres- press president precedent <laughs> no, precedents president Presidents. i don't know oh, we're gonna we're gonna set a tent precedent not like tent <laughs> Why is that word so hard right I now? Know. It's hard because you made it hard. <laughs> You're having a hard time with I'm it. I'm just too. copying what you said. Can you find it? Are you Googling it? Um, pre- we're setting a precedent. Set anyways, me. while you look that up. Um, precedent. A precedent. Precedents. Okay, that's what we're setting. Um, <laughs> Do we cut that part? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're smart, I swear. <laughs> it's a slow morning. Yeah. <laughs> um Anyways. I think that we don't have to get into the weeds and the sad details and everything, but we are discussing pop culture. I think we don't need to sensationalize everything and like really dive into it. But I, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about even for a second big things that are happening yeah. in the world because yeah, people well, are hearing about it. What do you got? But um, so Travis Scott over the weekend had a Astro World concert. It was actually like a festival, so there were a lot of different 50, people 50,000 people. Yeah, and unfortunately during his set, eight people were killed. They were trampled because things just got out of hand. My thing with these big festivals like this is, I don't know if we should be having these. Like, if you look, there's a documentary, I think on Netflix or Prime that we Fire watched. festival. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but there it was on Woodstock mm. in in the nineties. And that it you have to watch it. It's absolutely mind blowing that where that festival got. I mean there were like fires, there were just it was it was really, really bad situation. And I just think that when you get a big concert venue like this, and you like you said, 50,000 people are crammed in this area, there's no way that you're going to be able to contain and control that many people. Not only that, if there's an emergency, like yeah, one, an exit is nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. And two, getting to somebody, as you saw from the Travis Scott Festival, getting to somebody that needs medical access yeah. is going to be nearly impossible. Oh. It's impossible. Yep. So, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I love a good concert. I've been to a festival or two in my life. And, see, I've got the 31-year-old uh, the in me. It's yeah. like, give me a chair. <laughs> give me my own space. Yeah. <laughs> give me a cold beer and, like, let me sit and enjoy my concert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I went to, what's the big country, Coachella? Stagecoach. Stagecoach. Thank you. And that's a big crowd and everything, but not once did it ever feel like you're crammed in, in like what happens with these festivals. So yeah, you had more space. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think that they could really rework that. Well, you said everyone got trampled, but did you hear about the security guard? Yeah. He didn't a, die. We don't know. I don't know how update. Yeah. But somebody like injected him. Yeah. Somebody came up with him drugs and it injected him in yeah. the neck with something that made him black out. And then, um, I think his heart went too fast crazy yeah so they're also investigating if something like that happened with these eight other people i know some got trampled yeah but they there was a lot of cardiac arrest yeah which is crazy which can happen from being trampled because you're having a heart attack but they're also like maybe it's something else yeah i am seeing travis scott get a lot of the blame yeah which i don't i don't know where i stand because they said like he could have stopped the concert could have stopped the show from my understanding, when you're on stage and you're looking at the crowd, you have all that lighting on you. Mm-hmm. You can't just make out a clear picture of everything that's happening. Yeah, and he did stop this show multiple times because he did, like, he literally pointed out in the audience at one point, saying, "Hey, make sure this person's okay." Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I also heard, like, on Twitter and like historically, he he really gets a crowd going. insights is. He's crowd. He's like... Yeah. Break through security. Do whatever you got to do to get here. So on that note, yeah. he could be blamed because that's just causing reckless people and a whole mindset of we're just going to, you know, F.S. up. Yeah. That was my... I just bleeped myself. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's... So on that note, I could see him being for blame. But I just think, like, being able to stop the concert, I don't know if that's a realistic thing because you don't know what's happening up there. Yeah. From what I understand. Yeah. I... I... Which I think Kylie Jenner posted and said, we didn't know, obviously, that people died until after the show. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Super sad. Awful. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers go out to their families. Absolutely. And I'm sure we'll hear more and we'll get more details, but we're recording this on Sunday and all we know is eight people dead. Yep. Multiple injured. I think 25 in the hospital. Yeah. It's pretty tragic. So stay tuned for the developing story. Yes. Well, now can we move to Britney and like? We can move to Britney. So, if you haven't been paying attention to pop culture for the last year, two years, mm-hmm. the free Britney movement has been happening, and that's because in like two thousand seven, Britney went under a conservatorship by her father, and what that means is he's in charge of everything, her money, what she does. Basically, she's handcuffed to what he wants and how he wants to run the business and it's really sad i've watched multiple documentaries on it they she obviously she went through a mental health crisis because the paparazzi doesn't let her do anything can you imagine like leaving the gas station and having 50 people try to jump on your car and no. take pictures of you no. and you're with your babies and she went through the very public divorce with Kevin Federline because the paparazzi made it public yep. every single person is talking about what she's like as a mother, and she's just trying to get away from people. I remember the iconic picture of her driving with one of her babies in on her, her lap, lap without a um, car seat. Yeah. And she said she did it because there was so much paparazzi around, she didn't have time to put her baby in the car, in its seatbelt and stuff. Mm. And I know she had a mental health crisis. She absolutely needed health, Help. Health and help. But she didn't need the control that they took over her. Yeah. So absolutely. they control everything from... What she eats, what she spends her money on, when she performs, and her medications. I believe that they absolutely over medicate her. For sure. And turn her into Have you a seen zombie. her Instagram? Yeah. And it, it makes it makes everything worse because she looks so much worse because she's in like this drugged out days. Yeah, she said, they put her on lithium. Yeah. She said they put her on lithium. And that's gotta do something to your brain. For sure. Some rewiring or something. So I say all this as a background because right now Britney Spears is going through a conservatorship case to absolve the conservatorship. But the first time she was able to hire her own lawyer, it's Rosengate, Rosen, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, Rosen something, I'll look it up. But um, he's killing it. He's standing up for her. He's doing everything that you need to do. Not only is the conservatorship um, probably gonna be absolved on November 12th. So coming up, but he's holding everybody accountable, and That's he's good. putting their feet to the fire, which is what they needed, because you can't just say, oh, well, the conservatorship's done, everything's great, which is what her, th- her dad thought was going to happen, but yeah. it's not. So her dad has been, quote-unquote, the bad guy this whole time, because he is legally on all the documents. Well, he does also sound like a pretty bad He's dude. terrible. Yeah. But I'm, so... Based we, on Britney's own words. Yes. So we don't get a lot of insight into all the familial ties. Yeah. But Brittany, what she post on Instagram that I know you have it written down. Oh, yeah, yes. Earlier this week, she since deleted the Instagram post. So she said, my dad, well, she said a lot. So yeah. I just took out bits and pieces from it, which doesn't change the narrative because I'm just sharing. Just abbreviating. Yeah. Um, but anyways, she said, my dad may have started the conservatorship 13 years ago, but what people don't know is that my mom is the one that gave him the idea. My dad is not smart enough to think about conservatorship, so you just keep getting those little bits and pieces of mm-hmm. finding out kind of how terrible it, the whole family just preyed on her, yeah, and continues to prey on her. And it's nice to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, I still think she's going to need a lot of support on Lots. how to run her life. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you go from that to like having complete freedom and, no. and are totally fine. Yeah. I think it would be like a pro athlete that doesn't have any financial advisors or anything and they, they burn through everything yeah. pretty quickly. It's like Justin Bieber being 16 years old and ruling the world totally. kind of thing. So I think she, need, she just needs someone she can trust and somebody that really cares about her and takes care of her. But this woman posted on her Instagram, I finally got an iPad. I was allowed to get an iPad. It's like you're one, of the, the, you're one of the <laughs> richest pop icons in the world and you weren't allowed to have an iPad. Yeah absurd so i am a big proponent of the free britney movement yeah and i also think that she does need help but from the right people totally i'm excited to see hopefully some good stuff happen for her me too me yeah. too next topic let's see here i mean i guess we have to address it because you it's all over it's you have to address it kim kardashian and pete wince Davidson, Davidson, so Pete Davidson. Oh, is, uh, <laughs> he's starting new rumors. Yeah. <laughs> okay, actually, Pete Davidson and or Pete Wentz and should, um, Kim Kardashian be. make more sense if he yeah. wasn't married to somebody else. <laughs> he is cast member for from SNL, and he's this big, tall, goofy guy. He was engaged to Ariana Grande, which everybody already was like, what? Crazy. He's dated Kate Beckinsale. Oh, yeah. I forgot Mm -hmm. about that. He's had rumors with a lot of really beautiful and popular celebrities. Yeah. So I'm not completely shocked about Kim Kardashian for a few reasons. One, he's had this, like, History of these beautiful women, and she was just on SNL, so you know they had some time together. And if he's charming and fun, why not go on a couple dates with this guy? You know, she's. I'll tell you because he's like this sixteen-year-old mentally stoner guy, seemingly, seemingly, but that's like what we know. Living in his mom's basement. (laughs) The majority of what we know about him is like his SNL persona. They have him as the the um, kind of millennial. Mouthpiece right? it can't be too far off, I think from what he is. yeah, and he lived in his mom's basement because I think his mom's single, so he they just kind of take care of each other and he's making money. He's not like the girl who's like trying to like justify who she's dating. I just think its just yeah, he had to do that. I'm not saying <laughs> this is my dream couple or that I, I I don't even think it will be a couple. I think that Kim sees. That Courtney's with Travis, who's kind of a rock star, and she's getting all that attention. And then Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, and Machine Gun Kelly is best friends with Pete Davidson. So, like, I think it's just the publicity. It, right? Absolutely. Like, but I, I don't still, think, I she's still actually think it's did. fun. I, yeah, but I, don't. I don't think she's like, yuck, I'm just doing this for I pictures. Think, yeah, I think they're I having think fun, but I don't think it's like an actual... Yeah. It doesn't okay. have legs. Yes. That's, I think she's having fun with it. There's silly rumors about her and this goofy guy. And honestly, the more you can distance yourself from Yay, aka Kanye, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Give him something else to talk about besides true. her and Kanye West. Talk about her and Pete Davidson. It's like a fresh breath of air at that point. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, if you haven't heard, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have been rumored to have gone on a few dates together. They did a private rooftop date was their last one, and the people... Around the date said that there was tons of PDA and kissing. Interesting. hmm Weird. It doesn't have legs. It'll be gone next week. Yeah. And our last pop culture topic for this <laughs> week, I put on there, is Schwartz and Sandy's. Uh-huh. So if you watch Vanderpump Rules, you know that Vanderpump Rules started because Lisa Vanderpump, who is on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, has a restaurant called Sir... And SIR stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant. Dumb name. Dumb name. SIR sounds cool, but... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sexy Unique Restaurant does not sound cool. But it is a really sexy restaurant. If you ever go to any of her restaurants, SIR is beautiful. But it started with her... Servers are all gorgeous people. Mm -hmm. And they're ridiculous and drama. And it's a really good show. So if you've never seen Vanderpump Rules, check it out. So it started because of the SIR restaurant. And then when... They got all that attention. She expanded on the corner to pump, mm-hmm. and then pump expanded onto Tom Tom. And Tom Tom is Tom Sandoval was one of the bartenders from the show. Tom Schwartz is a cast member of the show, and they're really funny. They're best friends. They became roommates off of Craigslist, and they're just they kind of carry the show in my opinion as cast members. Hilarious, and so they opened a bar called Tom Tom, and the boys opened this. As a partner with Lisa, but Tom Sandoval, who is a peacock, I suppose you could say, loves attention, loves to dress up, loves the limelight in every way possible. He had a lot of kind of out there ideas for Tom Tom. And Lisa Lisa had to reel it in. (laughs) She has a very specific idea and successful She owns a lot of restaurants. The woman knows what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. We went there and got cocktails once and there was like fresh rose petals on the, the tray That all the cocktails were on. Just, like, the little deets. She's got them. She's got the details. Yeah. And so, Schwartz and Tom Sandoval have decided that they want to open their own restaurant. And they were coming up with names. And, again, their last names, they're Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval. Tom Sandoval wants to call it Schwartz and Sandy's. So dumb. (laughs) It's so bad. Everyone keeps saying it sounds like a Jewish deli, and (laughs) it absolutely does. It does. It just sounds like cheesy and i think totally different from what they're actually planning to make this bar look like yeah i don't think they want it too far in the vein from what their current restaurants are which are kind of like hip and cool and really a good vibe uh-huh. i looked up the location and it's going to be in franklin village uh uh-huh. in la and so it's it's a break from west hollywood okay it's still like the Hollywood area, yeah. but it's more to the east side than okay. it is the west side. Mm-hmm. And it's it's where an old cantina was. And I'm hoping that it will open soon. As soon as it does, Katie and I will come and do recon for you guys. <laughs> yeah, for the pod. We'll do it for the pod. i will do it for the pod. And we'll let you know how it goes. I'm excited for it. I want to see it. Schwartz and Sandy's. It says it's going to open either this month or next month. Or, excuse me, December or January. Oh, nice. So. Coming in hot. Hopefully we'll get to see it soon. That's exciting. Yeah. We are down to doubling down. Mm-hmm. Hot takes for the week. Mine's not too long. Um, recently we've tra- traveled internationally, and I just got to say, American bathroom stalls? Yeah. What the hell? You can see everything. There's that gap on yeah. either side. Or it's mostly, it's on the side where you lock. I think it's both. Is it? Yeah. In like people walk by you could see the people clearly they can see you yeah i don't understand but then you go internationally well we saw in greece in all of europe they have tall stalls that close all the way with no crack well in greece you can't flush the toilet paper well yeah but still <laughs> <laughs> but you can't people can't see you not flush the toilet paper that's true <laughs> so i'd choose that over it so my hot take is americans do bathroom stalls all wrong we shouldn't be able to see the people that are going that. Do go we know the why bathroom. they do that? I don't know why they do that. I mean, we should look that up because yeah. there has to be a reason, right? Probably. Okay. I'll look it up while you go into your hot topic. Yeah, yeah, look that up. Um, mine is also kind of short, but um, grocery store self-checkout bags. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to navigate. So you go to – this always happens to me when I go to Ralph's. Is they don't have the bags at like the checkout, so do I ask the attendant first? Like, hey, can I get a couple bags, or do I scan all my items, have them in the area, and then I have to go get the bag from the attendant person, and then I have to bag everything there while people are behind me mm-hmm. waiting, pressure. giving me pressure, and I'm like, I always go up and say, hey, can I have a couple bags? That's that's the move because. I like to scan it, put it in the bag, and then put it in the down. section. Because you don't want to mess up the weight. Because you don't want to too. mess up the weight. That's another thing. Yeah. You gotta worry about the weight. So you gotta scan it, put it in the bag, put it on the on the scale. Mm, okay. And then you keep loading into your bags. Yeah, that's like Target does it that way, where they have the bag before the scanner. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, wait, what's the play here? Yeah. So I gotta pick the bag up. Yep. Scan the item, put it in, in the bag, bag and, and then put the it on the scale. You can't put the bag down on the scale and then put the item in. You have to have the bag in your hand, yeah. scan the item, put it in the bag, and then put both on the scale. And then you can keep putting items in the bag. It's wild. Yeah. It's, it's more complex than it needs to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, mean
1: people bring to re- steal things. Yeah.
0: And should be. I'll just be bringing reusable bags, yeah. but... So I, I found the Google on uh, why there's the gap. Okay. It has a good purpose behind it, <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. The gap provides visibility in case a person inside is in some kind of distress. It also helps first responders who could pull the occupant out without having to break down the door. And small doors also make cleaning floors in and around the stalls easier. I wonder how many, like, distress and how many people have issues in the bathroom. I don't know. But oh. just for me, I don't like it when people watch me pee. I'm just going to say it. That's fair. And I, I'm, that's, just gonna, I'm just going to say That's a fair take. That's a fair take. And on to food we cooked. Katie, what did you cook this week? Looks um, amazing. Yeah, I made a blueberry lemon coffee cake on Sunday. And, um... You didn't bring it here. <laughs> it's because it was gone within like two days. Mm. Um, but it was like you know one of those cloudy days and cloudy winter day, and we we're watching football, and I was just like, I need A to. Cook. Cloudy winter, San Diego, seventy-five. <laughs> it got down to like sixty, and it felt cold because we're <laughs> by the water. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, um, yeah, and I, you know, what website I really trust for recipes. Hmm. Tasty.co. Oh, me too. Like, if I'm looking for something, that's where well, I'm going. I know that they're Good not, videos. Good they have videos, and, and I know that it's, like, nicely vetted recipes. Usually it doesn't, like, entail a ton of ingredients. I mean, I guess that's not, like, something that they try not to do, yeah. but... I, if you ever, yeah, if you're ever looking for, and you're not getting that, like that person's life story. Exactly. Yeah. On the top of the recipe they too straight. And they have, like their Instagram is cool too. Cause they always do like these fun kind of bakes that they do. Like they make, they make really cool looking things and, and they make it easy for you to try. Yeah. So that was what I made. And speaking of baking, I want to do something and I want to challenge you to do it with me. Um, I really like watching The Great British Bake Off on... You want me to do this with you? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I watch The Great British Bake Off on Netflix. I've seen every episode. But what I want to do is start from season one. We, You don't have to follow me through the whole entire thing. <laughs> Seems like a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe just like through a season. Start with season one and bake something that they bake in like, each episode for a week. Does yeah. that make sense? So, like, if it's if it's patisserie week, then yeah. we'll bake something that one of the contestants made or that they were challenged to bake. Yeah, I could be in. Okay. Cool. So, I'll watch first episode, let you know the different things that you can bake, and then we'll do it and post it on our Instagram. Sounds um, good. Well, if anybody else wants to join, I guess I can post what we're b- baking before. I'll put that in our story yeah. and then if anybody else wants to join us in this. Check our Instagram for the Great British Bake Off Challenge. Which Great British the name is working. I think we'll call it Schwartz and Sandy. Okay. (laughs) Okay. My thing I made this week was butternut squash ravioli. Ooh, yeah. From scratch. From scratch. So I roasted the butternut squash Mm -hmm. and mixed it with parmesan and I can't remember also right now and olive oil. Some other stuff, uh huh. And then you, you put it in the mixer. You roll out the dough. I did go wrong. I didn't roll out my dough thin enough. Uh, yeah. So if you're doing ravioli, make sure that the dough is thin. The thing is, though, you can't go too thin because then thin it's, it's gonna to break. break. But I, are dealt with it. I'm too thick, so. So do you have like a ravioli? Like I have a uh, like a a dough. dough roller. No, um, what's the word on? Oh no, for? I don't have a mold. A mold. No, you I didn't. Just hand- I just. I folded it over and nice. cut it I think well, that's was go. yeah cause my mold thing they just get stuck in there and yeah. it's just a mess yeah you have to really oil those so butternut squash ravioli if you've never tried it my advice make sure that your dough is thin enough nice and I would Second to last segment mm-hmm. for the day is slang of the youths. Yeah, I was going to ask you because I feel like I say this slang and then I don't actually know what it means, and then you have to correct me. So I thought I'd go straight to the source this time. <laughs> I don't know. And I brought the word um, because somebody told me I did this this week. It's a word. Well, a saying. Oh, okay. I did. It somebody yeah. told me I did it. She understood the assignment. Yeah. What like, do you, want you understand about that? Well, just explain it. Explain when people say that. Like, explain what that means. It's basically like you did something really good. Something that people are excited about. We're having a party. Uh-huh. And you bring jello shots. Everyone's so excited because you brought in the jello shots. Make like, Katie understood the assignment. Make like, Katie gets it. Ah. Uh, is basically, I think, closer to but I think the equivalent is basically Katie gets it. Okay. Why did, why did they say that you understood the assignment? <laughs> um posted a video of uh, we dressed up for Halloween and and did uh, like we recreated a scene. Oh. And we were everybody at work was sharing what they did and somebody said, "You understood the assignment." Yeah. Yeah, Katie gets it. Yeah, Katie's yeah. Katie so cool. That's what it is. Nice. Well, that is our our regular podcast segments, and we're trying something new and very exciting this week. We have our first guest! First guest interview. Woohoo! He is by far the most handsome people okay, person we've ever no. interviewed on the podcast. Okay. Great looking dude. Okay, that's... Um, um, he has a really cool job, so we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, stay tuned, we're going to be joined by Kyle Legal and he's going to tell us all about his work at the world-famous San Diego Zoo. Woo! We're now joined by Kyle Legall, Courtney's husband, and animal trainer extraordinaire. <laughs> that's,
1: a, that's a very good compliment, thank you. Mm-hmm. So Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, so what is your official job title?
1: Uh, official job title is Senior Wildlife Care Specialist.
0: So wildlife care specialist, can I call you a zookeeper or is that offensive?
1: You can. I'm not... Personally offended by it, but it doesn't but people are. doesn't really cover the scope of everything we do. Okay, as far as a day to day keeper, kind of has an old school, you know, feel to it. Of we just have these animals in our area and we just keep them. Yeah, that so makes sense. It's not really what we do.
0: Okay, so what all does your job entail?
1: Day to day, spend anywhere from eight to twelve hours mm-hmm. with. All of the animals in my care, which ranges from birds to mammals to reptiles, and um, it starts at seven a.m. usually, and we start by making sure everything's still there <laughs> and healthy.
0: I think I think you're selling it short by saying yeah. you work with mammals. <laughs> what are what are the, what are the animals that like the, the big, cool, sexy animals that people are going to be excited to hear about?
1: The uh, I assume you're referring to the cheetahs and the wolves.
0: And the beaver. It's actually beaver. what I was talking The beaver. Really <laughs> <to answer.
1: laughs> the beaver's a crowd favorite.
0: Her name's Justice. No, Justine no. Beaver. Justine, Justine. Beaver. <laughs> yes,
1: she came to us 10 years ago when the beaves was in his prime. Nice. And she's she's been there with his, his whole ups and downs through his career.
0: So. Nice. My favorite animal that you work with is a, an opossum.
1: The opossums. Yeah, we've got two right now. They're locals, actually. Okay. Rescued right here in San Diego.
0: They have a really bad reputation, but they're big rats. Tell us they, the tell us the positive things about
1: possums Where do I start? <laughs> okay, that's uh, what I'm saying. They do look like big rats, so they do get a really bad reputation. Yeah, but they'll we used actually... to have
0: one outside our house, and it freaked the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> we called him Moonshine.
1: Yeah, Moonshine. She was very sweet. That was a female. Um, they're great neighborhood buddies to have around. They clean up. All of the garbage, hopefully not human garbage. Keep that stuff in your bins. But they clean up pests, mice, rats, uh, ticks, fleas, cockroaches. They love to eat cockroaches, which I know is a big possum is Katie's new favorite animal. (laughs) Uh, They'll also eat, you know, snakes, venomous snakes. Yikes! They're so cool. Danger noodles. They're super cool. Yeah, danger noodles. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so they're they're great, and they, they can't really carry m- most diseases because their body temperature is too low. Crazy. So they run about three degrees colder than we do on average, meaning things like rabies and distemper or parvo, all things that are scary for you or your dog, yeah. maybe your cat. They can't carry them and, pro- I guess, prolifically spread them.
0: Well, they're still ugly and they're still scary. <laughs> and you might have that opinion, That's Katie's opinion. next time,
1: <laughs> be excited that they're in your neighborhood. <laughs> this is a pro-possum podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> pro-possum, exactly. No, they're really
1: cool. Really, really unique.
0: So you work in like, the actual area called the Wegafirth Bowl, right? Is that how you say it? Uh,
1: Wegaforth, yes.
0: Wegaforth Bowl. After our founder. So you're not, like the animals you're working with aren't typically forward-facing in a day. They're like in a different area that if somebody's coming to San Diego Zoo, they're not going to be able to be like, oh, I'm going to go see the cheetahs Kyle's working with unless they see it in like a show or um, you walking it around the zoo, correct?
1: Yeah, so we're in a bit of a a behind-the-scenes area, if you will. We have a cool... Job where we get to be ambassadors, so Mm -hmm. that kind of, we're still working on that title. We might change it up a little bit, but our animals are specially taught and and uh, kind of desensitized to all kinds of different environments that we would encounter in schools or newsrooms or even the zoo. Because as much as we would love to imitate all of the wild, it's not a wild situation, so we have to make sure they're as comfortable as possible. And they do a great job. Yeah, we've got quite a few stellar ambassadors that I'm absolutely in love with. So,
0: I love going to the zoo and seeing you do the show. I think it's exciting. And yeah, it's fun to watch.
1: Well, you we have to come when we're done because we just redid our stage. Oh, nice! So it's interactive. Be brand new. Do I get to sit? <laughs> it is not interactive with the hyenas, but now we're gonna switch towards everything being fully off leash, including the large carnivores. So that's a bit of a what? an inside scoop. So.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun, and it's we're constantly pushing ourselves and pushing our kind of field. Yeah. And uh, trying to make sure that the animals come first in both health and welfare, and so, and also we want to educate people, and it's a great way to do that by having that opportunity to reach two thousand people at one time in a stadium.
0: Totally. I've got to say, it's so cool to watch where Kyle's gone in this show. Because I remember very vividly the first time I watched him in this show, and he was working with the potbelly pig, yeah, Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. and he was leading him around the stage, <laughs> and it was like, yes, he's working with the animals. Yeah, and now he'll come out with a cheetah, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: respect. <laughs> a little different. A little different. Well, the pigs are still fun. Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
0: No, no one's better than no, the other. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just impressive. Yeah. Another fun thing I like hearing about your job is when you have celebrities come because your area, you actually have like because you're in that stadium type situation, you actually do like a private tour for yes. people. So you'll have people come like sit and you'll bring the animals up. Can you share with us who any cool people that you've done that with?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, some of my favorites were. Uh, Lee Schreiber. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's uh, played um, one of the X-Men characters, and all of my X-Men friends are going to kill me for this, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> Sabretooth. He played Sabretooth, so that was one of his main roles, but he does a bunch of other He's a good stuff. Action, big action guy. Yeah, his, uh, his family was just really nice, and he was very interested in everything we had to to do and save four animals so that was really cool just to have someone like that
0: you like made it in his family christmas card right
1: uh i don't know about his christmas card but (laughs) we were definitely on his instagram so that was kind of fun for me so they Um, take
0: they take pictures with the with the cheetah so kyle has to be in it because they have to have um your position in between the person and the cheetah
1: our cats are very well behaved but they're still very much wild cats so Uh we of course take every precaution necessary and my insurance covers me and not Leif Schreiber, so yeah. that's why I'm in the middle. <laughs> um, Kobe Bryant was one of my absolute favorites. Nice. Um, that was after he'd retired and he brought all of his family and got to meet his daughters who were super intelligent, very smart, um, very, very nice, and he was a really genuinely nice guy the whole time. Just very thankful, very, very proud of his daughters, you could tell he's a... He's a great girl dad. So that one was really fun for me. He's also, he was massive. <laughs> he was very tall. I bet. And his hands were huge. They like wrapped around my hand almost twice. When you guys hold hands? hands? Yeah, we shook hands. <laughs> Didn't hold. You're I, like, hey, Kobe, I this is a part that. of the yeah. tour where you have to stand here. I'll protect you. Hold yeah. my hand. <laughs> you could just, uh, just hold me yeah. and I'll protect you from in front of you. Yeah.
0: Did you know uh, that Kyle also accidentally had the inside scoop on uh, one of the most Popular celebrity couples now. (laughs) Athlete, singer, couples. Russell Wilson and Sierra.
1: Sierra, yeah, actually. They came for a special tour, and it was like a last-minute thing, so they called, and we brought a cheetah up. And and they said it was for Sierra. And then when we got there, everybody was kind of like, man, that guy looks really, really familiar. (laughs) And I don't want him to be upset at me, but he just, Russell Wilson in person without all his pads on. It was after, I think, the Super Bowl year. So he just won, probably had a few months off. Didn't look like the super athlete I know he is, just physically at the time. So the I was a little he confused. He a
0: little extra poundage. He had a
1: little Super Bowl punch, okay. you know, uh, mm-hmm. which just threw me off. And I was like, there's no way that's Russell Wilson. But I was like, it's gotta be Russell Wilson. Rusty
0: just living his best sure life. And I think
1: it was almost two months later.
0: Mm-hmm. It was be- definitely before they yeah. were a known couple. That they announced it. Because I'm looking on everything. I'm looking on TMZ, Googling, I'm like, is Russell Wilson with Sierra to try to confirm that yeah. that was in fact who it was? Couldn't find anything and then like two months later yeah. it broke that they were a couple. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Which, I mean, it's fun but it, I think the coolest part is that when you bring out an animal, everybody reacts the same. So like even celebrities, they just kind of
0: Celebrities are just like us. Yeah, they really uh, are. Courtney Kardashian.
1: Courtney Kardashian had some funny jokes, yeah. Really? Yeah, she was pretty cool.
0: Nice. Love to hear that.
1: They were very nice. It was just the ladies. Courtney Kim. Kim Courtney Chris,
0: Chris and then North and Penelope. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So that one was fun. Nice. There are a lot of. Richard Simmons was the best.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think. (laughs) From the top of the stadium. So there's about, what, 60 stairs? And he was, this was a few years ago, but he's still quite up there in age. And he had on sparkly giraffe pants (laughs) and then a sequined giraffe shirt and his classic big hair. And from the top, he just was like, hello. (laughs) And so I said, come on down. He's like, you should be a magician. (laughs) I I didn't really get the joke, but he was just so full of life. And it was really fun to have him around. And all of my coworkers were geeking out hardcore. Everybody came on stage and said hi to him. And he welcomed it. And it was really cool.
0: So we found that guy. Wasn't there like a podcast where we were looking for him? Mm -hmm. Confirming. He doesn't want to be found. Wait, how long ago did you say this was? This was. This was before that. This was oh, before that. Yeah. I was like breaking news. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he's been at the zoo the whole time. Um, nice. Yeah, so he, it's just fun to see people's reactions and see them as f- family people or.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what's your favorite? Do you have like a special bond with any of the animals? Like, what is your favorite animal to work with?
1: I mean, there's a bond with a lot of them. As I mean, it's impossible not to. When we work so closely with them, but my absolute favorite ride or die, buddy is shadow our great wolf nice he's just ninety eight pounds of great <laughs> I don't want to say lovable because he's still you know a wolf for sure, but he is him and I have a special bond that some of the other trainers don't so and if you're listening, I know everybody has a special bond with him, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you you were with yeah. him from when he was like a, a pup, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, we all got to be there for, I mean, he came to us when he was about a few months old. He, um, he came from a, a facility in Nevada that uh, raises and has and rescues wolves um, and uses them to help educate the public, so a lot of them are used for programs like ours where we can have a one-on-one interaction or a really up-close interaction or show someone that may never see a wolf Mm -hmm. how amazing they are, Uh, especially since they are right here in the United States, which whenever we think of endangered species or exotic animals, a lot of people go abroad, like Africa or Asia. You see the tigers, pandas, elephants. We actually have a lot of those species right here, and the wolves are a great way to show people that. Yeah.
0: Speaking of endangered species and showing people, I know one of the things that most people get shocked about when they see your job is they'll see a cheetah walking alongside a dog. Yeah. Can you tell us about that program? Because people will see that on both on exhibit and in the behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, so we've actually learned a lot about cheetahs from having them in a zoo like ours, just from behavior-wise. We've also learned a lot recently out in the field, learning about their social interactions with each other. So we found out that they're not as solitary as we once imagined, which is kind of how this program started. Someone rescued a young pup and a cheetah at the same time and they kind of grew up together. This was in Africa, worked out really well. And so we kind of got a little tip from her. Her name's Lori Marker. She's a saint for cheetahs. She's doing so much over in Africa. Should definitely check her out. So we've been doing this companion program for about 40 years, a little over 40 years, almost 50 now I guess. And it's worked out really well. So a cheetah is not at the top of the food chain. They're kind of in the middle. So uh, they are not your typical apex predator, but they are still very much a, a carnivore and a predator. So they have those instincts, but they also have to watch out for things that might eat them. So they can be a little a little skittish, if you, if you will. And we do a bunch of training to help them prepare for any type of environment we might have them in. Uh, but the dog is just like a, a dog might be for someone here at your home. It's kind of like a a best friend, a companion, someone to look to in any type of situation that might be slightly uncomfortable, and if they're comfortable, you might relax a little bit. So it works really well as a training tool. It's also great to have them, as youngsters, have something to play with. Uh, Yeah. You know, they speak the same language, four four legs and and fur, so (laughs) it it helps because then you can kind of teach both of them at the same time, Yeah. and they can learn together. And they really do interact really well, especially Alunga and Elvis. They have a great little relationship. Elvis
0: uh, is a yellow lab and he's just the best yeah, dog.
1: Yeah, he's just a big, big derp.
0: He failed and I love him. the...
1: He failed the final test in his guide dog training. Yeah. So uh, it was food motivation that got him.
0: It's like one of the, there's a meme where a dog was gonna be a narc dog, but then it, now it sniffs out. Different, um, sniffs out something in the woods, and it's like all I read was dog fails to be a narc and becomes a scientist. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, that's exactly what he did. So, that is a very tough program for obvious reasons. Being a blind, uh, or a a guide dog is, is it's a big job. Yeah, literally walking someone around in a crazy world. So, uh, he would absolutely pull someone to the street for a chicken nugget. (laughs) So, that is why he didn't make it. Um, but he's still so, so great. We're very fortunate to have him, and he does a lot of good for our team morale as well as his cheetah so
0: he also had a dog named duke and duke was an anatolian shepherd and how much did he weigh supposedly that was it
1: oh he was a 150
0: he looked like a (laughs) giant 150 pounds yeah (laughs) he looked like a like a polar bear almost he was my favorite part of the zoo
1: he stood about six one when he stand up on his hind legs he'd do a a behavior called dance with mommy because at the time it was all ladies in the department so even if I wanted him to do it I'd have to say dance with mommy <laughs> and he'd jump up put his front paws on my shoulders and we'd be face to face
0: and they so, actually use so Anatolian sweet. shepherds in Africa to protect herds from so, cheetahs well, right? essentially,
1: yeah so by in a roundabout way so they'll use this large breed dog that's very independent and will donate them not us the zoo specifically doesn't do it we love to promote it though uh, it's a great program, and it keeps cheetahs alive in a, in a cool way. So the dogs are donated mm-hmm. to a local farmer uh, that has livestock, usually goats, uh, in Africa. And the dog just kicks it with the goats all day, every day. hangs out. It becomes kind of the protector of that little herd. They'll run perimeters around the fence lines or even just around the herd itself. And he's 150 pounds. That's bigger than most cheetahs almost all cheetahs especially the wild ones and so a cheetah will not go for a very tasty goat which is slow and fat Mm -hmm. which is a lot easier to catch than an impala that can run 50 miles per hour so the the dog just keeps them away by just simply being there they bark they smell funny they're loud they're big
0: and it's actually saving the cheetahs right because there are people that would essentially kill the cheetahs because Absolutely. they're ruining their herds so just by having this yeah. giant presence they're protecting the species yeah
1: so a cheetah would take a goat and that's a paycheck for someone and so it's seen as a pest mm-hmm. and we can't fault anybody in that kind of conflict uh, because they're both just doing things to look out for themselves so we just found a really sweet kind of loophole that fixed it for everyone the dogs take care of the herd and the cheetahs go after their natural prey instead of the goats so nice yeah cool it's kind of cool
0: well I'm so glad that you were able to join us today is there anything else that you think you should share with our listeners about your job or just like animals and conservation is you have any kind of message you want to get out there
1: um yeah I think um, you know we can all do our own little parts here even though we may not Think it's helping uh, looking into where your products come from uh, or where your products are going when you throw them away if it can be reused or recycled uh, all those little things help so uh, the wild is quickly shrinking and so uh, as much as i would love to see all of these animals thriving out in the wilderness uh, there's not much wilderness left that's untouched by something we've done whether it's trash or actual human expansion so we all got to pitch in and learn how to live with these amazing animals, so they're all around for the rest of our kids' lives or Yeah. grandchildren. And also, one last throw to hopefully get you on board with Team Possum. No. Uh, they can they good. can take a snake bite from a venomous snake and shrug it off like a beastie.
0: I mean... You already told me they could eat a, dan- a, a danger That's noodle. That's it. They'll
1: eat a venomous snake, but it can bite them. And we're now using...
0: Now you're just telling me that these giant rats are indestructible. That's all you're doing.
1: This is is one of my favorite things is that they are actually helping humans who get bit by venomous snakes around the world. Even though this is a North American marsupial, they have an amino strain in their blood that neutralizes toxins from international snakes, venomous snakes, as well as um, bacteria toxins and ricin, which is a really intense plant toxin. So know. this little opossum, but the problem is they burn hot and fast. So they're indestructible, but they only live for like two and a half to three years. <laughs> so you don't have to fear. If you have one in your neighborhood, it won't be, allowed, be around for very long, <laughs> sadly. So, but we learned a lot from them, and we're still learning from them, and we can actually reproduce that toxin neutralizing serum team synthetically.
0: The are team possum.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Well, Kyle, thank you again for joining us for all of the information that you just gave us. Um, You're incredibly attractive. Okay, good. So (laughs) thank you for... (laughs) Um, That's it for the pod this week. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you're still here, we appreciate you being here. And we'll see you next Sunday. Have a great week.
1: Bye, everybody. (laughs)